Halitosin, the new signing, what does he do? Does Did you he just say minutes? halitosis? Yes. What? No, I didn't say halitosis, Dave. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. It's still moldy up here. <laughs> <laughs> still a moldy mic. That's all right. We're going to overcome the asbestos and anything else that, that's uh, getting in our way. We're going to keep plugging along here, going through the table. Chugging along. What's next, Scott? Looking back at the festive holiday period and uh, looking ahead to the upcoming game week. Uh, we are going to discuss clubs 6 through 10 currently in the table in this one. Yeah. Still some fantasy relevance at this point. In the Pains table. me the first team we're going to discuss as a 6 through 10, Scott. Well, let's just jump right into that, shall we? Sure, why not? What? We're just going to jump right into it? To the clubs, Brian. All right. Arsenal entered into the festive holiday period in fifth, and then after earning six out of 12 possible Pathetic. points, Pathetic. they fell to sixth. Three draws and a win. Uh, lots of goals scored, though, from a lot of different guys, the most prominent one being one Alexis Sanchez. Dave, is Alexis Sanchez a blue? I Not a blue. I was going to say, the, he's not going to Chelsea. A citizen, I mean. Honestly, a blue citizen? A I, light blue? I think <laughs> the league, I think everyone would, do, would be better off if, if he was with City. And this is why. Something's got to try to derail City's season, Brian. Maybe a selfish attitude in the locker room will help. Because listen, City has been amazing. Like they literally on a, are on a record, beyond record-setting pace. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they need a little discord in the locker room. At this point, look from a business standpoint. Let's just talk about it like this. Sanchez's best years are behind him. I'm not saying he's not going to have a good year. I'm not saying he couldn't have a good year next year. But he turns 30 this year, this season. Before the season's over, he will be 30. He wants a big contract. Arsenal's not going to give it to him. That's good business, honestly. And let's be honest, at this point, he doesn't want to be there. So what do you do with a player like this? Well, they should have moved him last summer, and they didn't. So now you're going to be losing money by selling him now. And it is what it is. Sometimes that happens. It happened with Robin Van Persie. And they sold him to United for pennies. And Van Persie gave United one good year, and that was it. So technically, Arsenal was right when they sold Van Persie because he wanted the same thing Sanchez wanted. And it wouldn't surprise me if Sanchez has one more good year in him. Listen, the position he plays, you can play into your late latter 30s at three positions in the soccer field. Striker, there's been plenty of strikers who in their latter 30s have, have been productive. Not latter thirties in their mid, in their early to mid thirties, right? Sure. Goalkeeper, obviously, and then center back. Those are the only three positions that have any success when guys get over thirty in the uh, consistently, right? I mean, sure, sure. there's going to be an exception here and there. My point is this: Sanchez, go, go. Let's let's sell you for whatever we can get for you, and then you know fill your spot with you know with with someone else. Well, Dave. If the mirror is to be believed, yeah, it, that person would be Riyad Mahrez. Listen, Mahrez's form, I'll take that. They're saying 
the report is from them, yeah, tabloid or not, that the conditional sale of Alexis Sanchez to Manchester City is that they would be able to sign Mares first. They'll sell Sanchez if they can complete the move to get Mares. I think you're sa- you would be satisfied with something like that. Yeah, Mares is younger. Uh, I think he. I mean, he's as hungry. Uh, listen, Sanchez is always hungry to play and hungry to score. I think Mares is an easier personality in the locker room to get along with. I think what we don't know is a discord that Sanchez is starting to come out a little bit now because he's almost out the door that he's sowed in the Arsenal locker room. But you know, listen, I'll take a Mares. Listen, Mares is an excellent player. I've seen amazing things from Mares. His form of recent has been really good in the Premier League. So, so listen, fantasy-wise, Mares has is, is been yeah. a better play than Sanchez this year. But he's still on another club. So looking at what actually is on Arsenal, what do we own? I'm looking at two defenders who scored, Mustafi and Bellerin. Well, yeah. And, but there were no clean sheets. I mean, Arsenal gave up something like, uh, what, eight goals in these four matches? Yeah, no very surprising. No, I mean, one of the games was against Liverpool, right? Liverpool scoring on everybody. And Chelsea. And Chelsea. Um, you gave up a goal at West Brom. That was a draw. Uh, uh, gave uh, up four goals. Uh, an infuriating goal yes. if you're Arsene Wenger. Uh, well. Horrible. Tell Callum Chambers to put his arm down. Come on, let's not dive into that. But there is, he was a... F- a foot to two foot away. There's a reason why you see guys put their hands behind their backs at that stage when, when they're in that place in the pitch. Uh, if his weird. hands are, if he makes his arms big, Listen. but puts his hands behind his back, yes, our good friend. There's no handball. Our good friend Andrew the ref. There's no handball. Gave ball. a great explanation on this, and he said it would be extremely harsh to call that a handball mainly based on one item, and he gave a criteria of five things for it to be a pen. The biggest one, though, was proximity because it was so close. There is no time to react. Still telling you, if he puts his hands behind his back, he's still going to knock that ball down, and there's no handball call. Oh, Scott. All right, well, listen, we're not here to debate that. Um, So I'll say this. Points per pound, Bellerin and then Montreal are very high. I don't feel like I want any of those And guys. the funny thing is, Montreal missed the last three games. Yeah. So that's, that's if he would have yeah. played, he would have scored more points. I agree. Montreal, 15.17 on the season, points per pound. That's really high. Again, considering he missed the last three games. Um, Nothing, I feel like, is more disappointing from what was apparent for him at the beginning of the season to right this minute than... Then the uh, the decline and the I guess the for, the just the the forgottenness of Sayad Kolasinac. I know what. Yeah, Dave. So, in the world. Yeah. What in the world? I it's don't like know. Finger just is spiteful against FPL. I don't know what's going on. Are you a but, big fan of Ainsley Maitland Niles, Dave? You a um, big fan of that guy? He's not bad. That's I'm not. He's well, he seems like he's been very good. He had when a great game when they've played against Liverpool. Yeah. He played against Liverpool. Yeah. He's been fine. He did a great job against Salah. Yeah, I know Kolasinac did get back in there for a minute uh, a few weeks Listen, ago. He's got. I don't know what it is. He's got a knock. He's knocked up. I like to say that uh, he's knocked up, and we don't know why. And and the other thing is that uh, every report is that. As long as Arsenal is playing a back three, if they were to play a back three, Kolasinac would likely be out there, but they've been playing in a back four, 
for a while now. And so the preferable rot- the preferable lineup at that point is to have Maitland Niles out there with Kolasinets on the bench. Yeah. I don't think it's Maitland Niles keeping him out. I think Kolasinets has not been 100%. And well, that's also there was also a report that Wenger said that it was a, that it was he's trying to keep him fresh. Yeah. But I don't think many it didn't seem like many Arsenal fan and definitely Arsenal blogs are buying that. Well, it is frustrating. I sold him. I had to sell him. Yeah. yeah. At six You have pounds. to. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I, I, currently, by the way, I don't have an Arsenal player in my lineup. Me neither. I haven't owned an Arsenal player all year. There's only one that I feel like I would even consider well, that, right that's now. that's not true. That's not true. I owned Ramsey for a little while before he got hurt. Well, Ramsey could be back soon. And we can talk about that for a second. And what I'll say about that is this. Scott, I'll reference exactly the same thing. Earlier in the season, when you said when he finally starts scoring, you said, "Dave, what what should I do about Ramsey? Wait for him to pick up some form when he comes back." Yeah, but then, as soon as he picks up form, what happens? Well, he gets hurt. Uh, that's. I mean, technically, that has happened, <laughs> but I and will it's say currently happening. I'll say this: once he picked up form, he had about eight games before he got hurt. So, once he picks up form again, he's an excellent eight play. Games. I mean, look. That's my expiration date. Um, <laughs> Dave, to go back for a second, the Mirror does have a good article right now about the adequacy of Riyad Mahrez as a replacement for Alexis Sanchez, and they also compare him to Philippe Coutinho. Mahrez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he could replace either guy, according to the rumors right now. Yeah. I don't like this. Go ahead. What you don't? Like I don't what? want to talk about this. It's not real. Because it ha- because nothing's happened yet, right? Yeah, and it it's may just not pure speculation. It's January. It's, it's sh- hard to make that stuff happen. I know, I know Coutinho left. I guess I'm. I guess it's just interesting to see. The reason why I feel like it's even remotely relevant is just that in the last two seasons, since since 2015-16 season, Mara's numbers comparative to both guys is favorable. I would say I would say very I would say very favorable. In fact, I would say it's good enough that looking at it, you would say I don't see how I would be disappointed having him right. at all. Just that he's scored. I mean, he's scored more goals than Coutinho, yep. but not as many as Sanchez. But he has more assists than both guys. Yep. So he's and he's made more appearances. He's he's. I mean, you see what quality he's br- he he brings. Yep. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is it seems like the kind of guy uh, that you're going to be okay with. You'd be thrilled to have. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it is weird. Arsenal uh, this season have been a weird fantasy uh, team, mainly because, in my opinion, it's like Scott, you've already referenced, it's tough to, to pick anyone. Uh, and, and you know, they're, they're six in the table, either what, one, one point behind fifth or something, I think, or four points out of fourth. doesn't matter. But bottom line is, they they haven't been horrible yet. They find them, you know, they find themselves six in the table, and they just don't seem to have many reliable fantasy plays. No, not at all. There's plenty of teams lower in the table, yep, and or much lower in the table with better fantasy plays than For Arsenal. Sure. And maybe it's because of of inflated prices. Maybe, or maybe it's the fact that Wenger's club is finally starting to uh, fully resemble his political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. 
Nothing I mean, like. honestly, I th- let's just move on. I don't think there's anything All else. Right. Well, I'll be happy to. The team Look, behind them has more fantasy re- relevance. I I would just like to say that Aaron Ramsey, in the 15 matches he played, was averaging 5.4 points per match. And That's I crazy. would just like to say that everyone Brian is recommended for Arsenal players don't currently play either due to injury or because just they're saying, on another club. This <laughs> well. Aaron Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey has had plenty of rest for that hamstring. That's right. He should be back this month. That'd be good. So it's just one of those things for them. Uh, you can look at. I mean, Sanchez he might be back back next match. Yeah, it could be back as soon as next match. I don't think anyone's buying him to come back and starting him right away. But even as bad as as a lot of other things have been, Alexis has been not too bad over the course of the season uh and i would say from the time he came like got back uh, uh, like up to speed starting in week six he's played in 72 minutes in every match since week six he's averaged 5.8 points per match it's not bad uh just really expensive i mean there's just nothing re- i feel like that's the problem with arsenal is that you can't possibly be happy about any of their of their prices because of everyone else. The only person, I just found one person, right here live on the pod. Holy cow. That this might be big. interesting only because of his price is Jack Wilshire. But that <laughs> is dependent <laughs> Scott on Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> You're going to give I know, I love it. Scott's going to have the an aneurysm. The only what, story. What, come on, I just wanted to find only something. Only story someone in the, like, everyone in the media has been reporting that's more ridiculous than anything we've covered so far sure. with transfer rumors is the... Should Jack Wilshire be chosen for England's World Cup squad? Story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Unbe- it's so crazy how desperate certain people are for certain people to be sure. in England's World Cup uh, squad. Yeah, and I Jack agree. Wilshire is one of them. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, I mean, he got in the Euro squad, so hey. Who knows? No one would be dumber for you to own in for an Arsenal than if you own Petr Cech. Fair enough. Burnley entered the festive holiday period sixth. They exited it in seventh. Uh, we mentioned in our first episode on clubs one through five that three uh, clubs shared the highest point total in the festive holiday period. Well, there were four who shared the lowest point total in is, the festive holiday period, and one of those four was is, Burnley. Really? Only two out of a possible 12 points, part of the reason why they dropped from sixth to seventh during this period of time. However, before we hit the panic button, keep in mind that three of the four matches were against Tottenham, at Manchester United, and against Liverpool. That is true. I would say this. Their upcoming matches are not great. Are not great. They're playing. They're at Palace, a resurgent Palace, home to United, at Newcastle, home to City for their next four matches. That's not, that's not great for there's, Burnley. There's, there's another way to look at that, though. Yeah. After that, should be pretty decent because that's a pretty rough stretch that they've been enduring lately and in the near future. So you you'll, you you don't play those guys again once you play them here early in the second half. Right. No. No. So I, if you can I, if you can hold fast for the next month, for the rest of January, well, then you got smooth sailing with your Burnley players. It's true. Assuming what, that yeah. they stay in the form they. I, I would assume that most people, if you're going to own a Burnley Burnley player, you're either owning Nick Pope. Or defenders, whether it's yep. t- yes. whether it's Tarkowski, whether it's me or Ward, and Ward's been out for the last four or five weeks or so yeah. with an injury. There's not really. I mean, maybe Goodmanson. 
Yeah. Because honestly, that's he's a, kind that's of been one coming of the on. only guys I was going to say just because, and I know part of it is everyone watched him score that goal that looked like it was going to break some, well, not break Liverpool hearts, but definitely it was not. I mean, it was it was an odd time uh, for him to be a goal for him. Um, but just because he's so cheap, he's hardly owned. He hasn't been terrible. I mean, it's not it's not a really gigantic point total, but he, you know, he's just outside the top thirty. Right. midfielders not bad for a guy who's five dollars right right uh, no. i would have no issue with him being your fifth midfielder and honestly uh we don't need to go into much with ruben loftus cheek i know we've i've i've talked about him a ton but i mean something's up with him yeah um i know he, he's still in my lineup i, I haven't been able to transfer him out i there might guy, be able to guys this like goodmanson week. make the fifth midfielder choice you know, I feel like guys like him, Christian Atsu is a guy I feel like is not a bad choice of fifth midfielder. Honestly, even in Christian, even on Car- Palace, like Luka Milivojevic. That, yes. Milivojevic as, Mili as, a fifth, mm-hmm, as a fifth midfielder. Either way, what I'm saying yeah. is Goodmanson is in that class of guys. I don't, I don't think it's bad at all to look at him as a fifth guy. Do you Look, wait until January's up based on the schedule that Dave quoted just a few minutes ago? I, I just feel like you probably have ways to rotate. I mean, Goodman scored on Liverpool. I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I sold me. I had to make room for Aguero. I had two free transfers this past week. And so change. I sold me and Morata because Morata was rotting on my – he was killing me. <laughs> yeah. And I got Aguero, and then I got I picked up Edwards from Stoke, who was just a cheap a cheap defender. Sure. But bottom line is I, I was okay with selling me because he was coming off a string of matches like you just referenced yeah. where he was ones and twos. Yep. And then I won not for the next three or four weeks. I wasn't crazy about their schedule, That's a good call. and I didn't want his price to drop. I felt like those Burnley's defenders, their prices were already dropping a little bit. You sold high, and you're going to buy low. That's what I'm going to try to do. Are done. Nicely done. Nicely done. Leicester still in eighth place after the festive holiday period, just like they were when it started. They earned five out of a possible twelve points. Uh, looks like 2015 all over again. Vardy with two and Mares with two. Although there was a third guy who caught my eye during this period of time as well. He only scored one goal, but he also assisted in others, and that's Mark Albright. Yeah, I wanted to. There was, you know, how I've, I've been picking, and Brian, I, I can't wait to hear you kind of cross section the uh-huh. points per pound. There's three guys, really high scores, points per pound: Maguire, Mares. And Mark Albrighton, all very high points per pound. Yep. And Albrighton at a 5.5 is an amazing value with 79 points. Yeah. Cross-section that Mares is at 8.6, but he's got 126 points. Obviously a lot more points, but he's also – his price is higher. But they have almost exactly the same points per pound. I want to recommend to everyone listening currently in our fantasy league, Continue to not own Mares. Just feel free to continue to not own him, as I will continue to own him. Yeah. Well, so I, don't I'm, wild card him in, Scott. I'm more interested in Albrighton, probably. Maybe I mean, both are an option. Man. I don't want to own two Leicester defenders, no, though. No, no. So that's going to be an interesting decision. Oh, no, no. What two Leicester defenders are you owning? You t- you're talking about Leicester midfielders? midfielders. Sorry, yeah. midfielders. Sorry, yeah. midfielders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I, I do own uh, Harry Maguire, though. Yes, yeah. in in Maguire. Is, is the only the is the only Leicester defender that you should even think it's, of. It's weird because two years ago, when Leicester made their 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 run, all their defenders 
were, were high. McGuire is 33 points higher than the nearest, than Christian Fuchs. McGuire's 80 points, Fuchs 47. And Fuchs is rotating out a lot. Danny Simpson and, and, Eventually. uh, Danny Simpson and um, Wes Morgan were the only other two guys who were starting all the time. Of course, Danny Simpson gets hurt immediately after he starts uh, playing in his more attacking in attacking role. Wes Morgan's not doing nearly the same thing no. that Harry Maguire is. It's not even close. It's and he so has no weird. competition. So yeah, I mean, Correct. it's it's exactly what it's exactly what it should be. For whatever reason, they were rotating Ben Chilwell and Christian Fuchs all the time, which I feel like yep. is weird. Chilwell's the future. I mean, he's yeah. been sought after by Liverpool and others, and uh, and and they held on to him. Uh, um, previous manager, Ranieri, yep, uh, stubbornly held on to Chilwell despite a lot of attention, and so it's not a surprise that he's starting to get that uh, playing time now more and more. It's honestly, it's about time. But Harry Maguire definitely still uh, a strong option there, and of course the only question is who will Mars be playing for on February? 1? Right, and that could change. I mean, like Scott loves to talk about well, rumors, right? But on, that, but that might be the reason why I buy Albrighton now and wait and see on Mars. If Mars is, and here's the other thing too. Well, but that, does that affect Albrighton's? He's been assisting Mares at times. That's fact. Absolutely true. But I guess I want to know this. If Mares is still on Leicester on February 1st, right. is he going to play the same way he is right now? Man, that's Is he auditioning or is he happy, as Man. Claude Puel is claiming? And here's the other thing, too. This, the thing that I have the second most regrets about yeah. in the first half of the season, as far as things I've said on this podcast are yeah. concerned, my second highest level of regret is ridiculing Claude Puel's, uh, Let, uh, 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 what's the word? Offensive prowess? Well, just the fact that he's Lester manager. I mean, I ridiculed that hard when that choice was made, and, and he has he, proven me wrong. Yeah. He's proven a lot of people wrong. Well, but, I mean, let's be honest. He was not good for whatever reason. There was Something was wrong at Southampton. But that's the funny thing is he wasn't bad at Southampton. He just wasn't – he was nothing at Southampton. <laughs> they, were, they were just boring. But looking he, he back was, at it – it was Southampton's players. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're still now, right? sucking. Yeah. It wasn't. And then Puel goes to a team with players, and look, right. he all of a sudden they start doing something. Players are playing. That's it. Oh, do you have more on uh, Lester Brown? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, <laughs> no, just just to reinforce, Dave, what you were saying. Mares, uh, I feel like a couple of these guys, you know, you look at Lukaku and you see how good he was to start, and you see the drop off. You can see it like a clear like midway point through the season. And not every team has a Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming in to wreck your mind. <laughs> but Mara's weeks 1 through 11, 56 points. Since week 12, Mara's has 70 points. Now, part of that is he scored 14 in the last match. So that kind of is, it's 56 points on both sides, basically. It's very consistent. He has a big game recently. It's it's over six points per match since week twelve, but it's just under six points per match prior to that. It's five, you know, five point seven over is the a, course of the season. So really, really consistent for Mares, uh, just on the averages of nice. it. Mark Albrighton, to you guys' point, Mark Albrighton is because of the um, just because of the price. He's at three point five nine, not great. Like per match, as a per match average, Mark Albrighton is at solidly four points per match 
in every match that in the matches that he played at least 45 minutes. So he needs the time. I mean, I think, and I think you see it, it's one of those things where you see the you know you see the goals, you see what's going on whenever he's out there. Um, yeah, I just think yeah. I mean, for the for the for the dollar amount, you're not going to have Mares, and you needed a fifth midfielder. Sure, why not, Mark Albright? Everton still in ninth place after the festive holiday period. Although to quote one British play-by-play announcer, the bloom is off the rose with Sam Allardyce and Everton. Everton is the second of four clubs to have just two out of a possible 12 points during these four matches. And they only scored one goal. Idrissa Ghanagaya, the only goal scorer for Everton in all four matches. There were two clean sheets along the way for those of us who own guys like John Joe Kenny. Oh, yeah. Or Mason Holgate. Um, Or Ashley Williams. Really? It it feels like if if there starts to be defensive rotation, which it seems like there sure could be. Jags. Yep. Yep. And and Cuco and Holgate and Michael Keane coming in here and there and everyone else that they've got, depending on whatever who knows what they're doing. Uh and I don't know that there's any update on say Leighton Baines who we haven't seen in a very, very long time. Uh, With that said, though, Brian, I mean... I don't know who you're buying other than John Joe Kenny just because Kenny's been for- out there and been and been consistent. And the thing I like about John Joe Kenny is that he gets forward a lot. He does. So, Hasn't made much of it yet, no, but he's there. But, he, but he's up there. Yep, I so agree. You're going to get... To and me, he's, a fifth, he's a fifth defender price. Yeah. But he's playing every match. Yeah, Cuco Martina. Cuco Martinez cheaper than him, two point sure. two billion dollars cheaper than him, and Cuco Martina has played in the last ninety minutes in the last nine matches. Yeah, so Cuco's getting out there a ton. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I don't, but I feel like my fear is that rotation could happen at any moment with those guys, depending on how injuries shake out. Yeah, but I I'm just a don't think there's worried. much. I'm a little less worried because defense is one place where they're not fighting themselves. Right. Where they're fighting themselves is everywhere ahead of that back yeah. line. So so I think uh so right away, one of the things that, that crushed uh FPL dreams was when Sam Allardyce said that he could not count on Cal- Dominic Calvert Lewin to play a lot week to week. Yeah. So, well, that, he apparently feels the same way about Wayne Rooney because Rooney was the flavor of the month early in December, and then he didn't get all the playing time that I think his owners would have wanted. And Wayne Rooney was well. Wayne Rooney was sick, so that was the first thing. So he missed. I love it. He was. You he can't be puking sick. out on the pitch. Well, you could. Uh, so he said. Nias started ahead of him a couple times. Right. So. But he's going to be sold. So you have right. So you have you hate rumors. Rooney dropping back. You have you know he he. I think that could happen a lot. And Wayne Rooney's value over the rest of the season is going to be wherever. I don't think it's going to necessarily be from his from his uh, from his open play goal scoring. I guess I feel like I feel like you would just as likely get penalties from Mm -hmm. him. As you would on almost any other goal. Yeah. So I feel like there is still value to be had with Wayne Rooney, but I just feel like till they sort out whatever is going on, like 
Gilfie gets a rest here towards the end of the you know this this past group of games, which is really weird that you bench probably the actual best guy on the team ever. Uh, Hal is Tosin, the new signing. What does he do? Does Did he you just get say minutes? halitosis? Yes. What? No, I didn't say halitosis, Dave. I thought you uh, did. Uh, I don't want to say his first name. <laughs> Why? Because, because that's, I, that's a how to say. I, it's a how to say waiting to happen. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. But the fact that they signed an attacking player, yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like now we get to wait all over again yeah. with Everton to see. Will he be the guy? You know what? You know who looks like still the rock? The one guy that you can own with no qualms whatsoever? Jordan Pickford. Yeah. He's still less than five dollars. No, uh, FPL reminds everyone now: no one has scored more points since like week ten as a goalkeeper than Jordan Pickford. Well, if you're going to sell Nick Pope because you don't like the schedules, Jordan Pickford. That and guy, also right? we didn't say Tom Heaton. Is Tom Heaton getting his job back whenever he gets healthy? Yeah, we didn't and reference that. That could be this month. Mm. So. That's one of those things. I just feel like... But we do have to look starkly at the last two results and say that Everton got that new manager bump. But now, now you have to wait and see. We'll see. You have to see. But they had a few tough matches. Uh, they lost at Bournemouth, Dave. Well, so you referenced the one. I mean, the... It's I mean, a rough result. They didn't score any goals at West Brom either. Yeah. That was a draw. Yeah, that's not good. Not great. That's not good. And West Brom you stinks. Would, you would expect them to lose against United, and they did. Watford is our final club in this episode. They stayed in 10th during the festive oh holiday gosh. period. They barely escaped How? being one of the worst clubs by earning three points because they earned a victory over Leicester. Otherwise, three How losses. did they do that? They've been know. a dumpster fire. I really fire. don't know then, how then they, they did it. Somehow they beat Leicester. It's so I don't weird. Know. Uh, well, no goal from Casper Schmeichel. Certainly Man, we gave Marco Silva a lot of praise. And, and Watford, and, and we've referenced this the last pod eons ago when, when we recorded, Watford, what the heck? Yeah, Watford is in a free fall. Yeah, Man. and and, and honestly, it, it probably goes back to what you referenced before. A lot Scott. of new guys to the Premier League. A lot League of new guys, and off. this is a time when the new guys start fading a little bit. They making it through this well, this tough holiday period. Same thing too. I mean, I've started to see rumors about Decore being sold to a uh, quote unquote bigger club. Yeah, and so now you're gonna now on top of the fatigue, you wonder. Are their heads going to be in the game mm-hmm. knowing they could be the, moved on? Uh, Richarlison is tired narrative is, I believe, backed up by statistics. Oh, for sure. As an owner of um, him, only because I haven't been able to sell him yet, right. uh, that is absolutely true. Now, what I feel like is interesting with him is that he's still as bad as he's been or feels like he's been for a while. His point hasn't been terrible. His, his uh, points per pound, with as bad as he's been recently, he's still gotten some. He's still gotten some assists. It's still really high. It so, is, but that all came early. Like right. If you so, sold him a month ago, you, you yeah, you won. What I was I gonna did. say is, so he has ninety nine <laughs> points total for the season. He has forty one points since week twelve. And wow. here's the question with him: wow, now, wow, you're wow. riding through this period of bad form. If you hold on to him, you're basically saying he's going to recover enough to make it worth keeping him. That's the risk you take. I'm not going to hold on to him. The moment I'm able to sell him, and if whenever that wild card gets played, it's probably when it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm saying no. Now I could be wrong, obviously. Yeah. Chance there, but I I think no. I think I think 
he will not get back to the form he had at the start of the season. It was so good. Richarlison's at four and a half points per match over the season, so he's played all 22. Ducore is at 4.09 in one less match. So, I don't know. I'm not saying that, you know, that Ducore, I mean, you could easily do that. I mean, if you if if you wanted to make Ducore a fifth midfielder, that's an, another one of those guys that's easily there. Well, in and, that and range. he's five point three, and he's been better than Richarlison over the last eight weeks. Um, he's been more consistent than Richarlison. The guy I really wish wouldn't have gotten hurt was Will Hughes for Watford. Yeah, talk about ridiculous points per game. I mean, he came in and just started kicking. Balls, man, straight into the net, kicking the soccer ball, and then gets uh, immediate fatigue in his hamstring. He did, that. He did that last season too. Uh, the 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 fatigue factor hit Will Hughes hard, and we haven't seen him since. Uh, the good like news for Watford, Brian, is good. there good news for Watford? Because I don't really know that there is any. These guys stink. Hey, Brian, <laughs> the good news for Watford is Will Hughes is expected back this match week. Dave, these guys are terrible. I don't know how not you can terrible. They just hit. I don't know. They hit a wall, man. I don't. Yeah, great. Well, there's oh. still 16 more walls. Well, They've got a lot of walls left to run through. They got to get themselves together. They're not going to get relegated. Marco Silva's too good of a manager. They're not going to get relegated. They they will hang on, and I think they're going to find some form once they get a little bit of a rest. They get away from this this winter winter break. Maybe I, that they're here sitting in tenth, but they're only five points out of 18. As the weather warms up. Mark my words, Watford will have a resurgence. I mean, maybe they can do it between now and March. I mean, we've talked about their schedule before, though. I mean, their their schedule was was prime the past five weeks, six weeks, and they did nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know how in the world they beat Leicester. I don't know how you could own any of their defenders no. in good conscience. And I really forwards. don't. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, I feel like this is – it really is – do you possibly have any hope that Richarlison can do even a little bit of what he did in the first 12 weeks? And do you want Abdullah Decore? That's it. No. That is it. No. No. We're done here, Dave. Yep. Six through ten, we made it through. And uh, we got a few more clubs to go, the bottom half of the table. And we'll catch that in the next pod. This podcast will not achieve the same level of fatigue that Watford has achieved. Interesting, That is. Brian. That is a promise. It, absolutely. You're exactly right, Brian. That will never happen. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>